The New York Islanders need to free up cap space, and one way they could do it is to move on from Josh Bailey. But how could they do it, and what's the best way? We'll have that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Tease it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts, and now you can also find us on SiriusXM. Just search Locked On Islanders on the SXM app. Much to get to on today's show. We're going to talk about one of the things that has been on a lot of people's minds throughout this offseason, but first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date throughout this important offseason on all things Islanders, hirings, firings, free agency, rumor, trade rumors, and, of course, the NHL draft, so make sure you stay with us throughout what will be a pivotal offseason for the New York Islanders. One thing we all have been talking about, and I know a lot of Islander fans have been discussing it for a little while now, what to do about Josh Bailey. And Bales said at Getaway Day and every day, as you know, we talked about this, Uh, just after the Islanders were eliminated from the playoffs by the Hurricanes. But, you know, Bailey said he wants to continue his career, still thinks he can play uh, at a a high level, but, you know, doesn't want to sit in the press box like he ended up doing over the course of the last few weeks of the season and certainly in the playoffs. More or less, after the Islanders acquired Pierre Engvall, They didn't really need Josh Bailey that much. And Bales has a cap hit. He has one year left on his contract with a cap hit of $5 million. Now, that's not his salary, keep in mind. That's his cap hit. And there there is a distinction there uh, between those two things that may make it a little easier to deal him. But again... uh, Right now, one year, $5 million cap hit for Josh Bailey. And then 
you know, he's an unrestricted free agent. Now, look, it, it does not seem at this point that Bales is in the Islanders' plans, even if they don't bring back Pierre Engvall. He, doesn't, he didn't seem to have a real role. He was not a, a player who fit in with the identity line. You know, if Cal Clutterbuck gets hurt, Josh Bailey isn't the guy you want to plug into that fourth line. Um, he spent most of the season on the third line, a little second power play time, but, you know, there really didn't seem to be a, a role that was fitting for Josh Bailey. And, you know, you could talk to me all you want. Oh, yeah, Bailey, we want him gone. We want. Please, please, just listen. Josh Bailey has been a really great member of the New York Islanders over the course of his career. And, you know, people seem to forget what he's meant to the team. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's a Hall of Fame player. He's not. Uh, never had a 20-goal season in his career. But, you know, he had 71 points in 2017, 2018. He is a versatile player who could play any of your forward positions. He's played 1,057 regular season games for the Islanders and come up big in the playoffs. Look, the 2020 and 2021 playoff runs to the conference final without Josh Bailey, who really stepped up his game in those two playoff runs. They don't make them. So I think you have to sort of appreciate Josh Bailey. I know what he isn't. He's not a sniper. He's not the most physical player in the world, but he's got good vision. He's a leader, not a rah-rah leader, but a quiet leader, and he's got experience. Is he worth $5 million salary at this point in his career to the New York Islanders? Probably not, and I think he knows it, and that's why he said what he said at Getaway Day. Last year, 64 games, Eight goals, 25 points. Still a plus player at plus three and only had two penalty minutes. But look, he gave you 15 minutes and eight seconds of ice time per game. That is the lowest number of his career. And you're going all the way back 15 years to the 2008-2009 season. So clearly his role has been reduced. But... Look, we know the Islanders' goals this year. You want to get faster. You want to get younger. You want to get more skilled. Bailey's 33. He's going to turn 34 just before next season starts, unless it starts before October 2nd, which it won't, most likely. So, the Islanders can buy out Josh Bailey over the summer. That is an option. You only save $2.3 million of the five on the cap by buying out Bailey. And then you have a little dead cap hit tacked on to 2024-2025, which, by the way, is when you want to be signing Ilya Sorokin or have the new contract of Ilya Sorokin kick in. So... It gets a little tricky. 
the market for Josh Bailey isn't going to be very big. But there is a market. And there are two teams, in my mind, who probably could use Josh Bailey. And even if the Islanders have to send, uh, you know, a surplus player or even a a third-round pick, let's say, at some point, if you can get that $5 million in its entirety off the salary cap, that is a big benefit to the New York Islanders. And look, there are still teams, believe it or not, and I know as Islander fans, it's not so easy to believe because the Islanders have not been in this situation at any point in the recent, you know, last few years. But let, let's face this. There are teams that need a little help to get to the salary cap floor. And two of them, I think, would be the best candidates to get Josh Bailey in a trade. And those two teams are the Arizona Coyotes and the Chicago Blackhawks. We're going to talk about that. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Well, it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So those two teams that I mentioned, Arizona and Chicago. We know the Coyotes... You know, they're playing in a very small, temporary rink, waiting on the results right now of the vote for them to get a new permanent home in Glendale uh, or, or in Arizona, but let's hope they can get it. But they're a team that is still not contending, not going to be contending probably in the next year or two, and to add someone like Josh Bailey to help bring those kids along would probably, you know, be a big benefit. But then there's Chicago, and I think they are the number one candidate in this particular situation. The Blackhawks, they just traded away Patrick Kane. Jonathan Taves, they've announced, not going to be back. Played his last game with Chicago they are in full rebuild mode. Oh, and, and by the way, in case you didn't know, they also just won the NHL draft lottery. And they have the rights to Connor Bedard, who is considered a generational talent. 
They also have a young roster. They'll probably have 10, 11 players under the age of 25 on their roster. And as of right now, they're about 18 to $20 million away from reaching that cap floor. They have 13 players under contract. Now, they'll sign some of their unrestricted free agents, and they have five restricted free agents. They can bring some of those back. But still, still, this is a team that isn't really counting on winning this year. And they really are at a point where a guy like Josh Bailey, who came into this league probably a little bit too soon and had to adjust to life in the NHL, who's played 15 years, who has, uh, who is worthy of putting a, a letter on his sweater if he plays, you know, fairly well. I, I'm telling you, the Blackhawks would be a great place for Josh Bailey next year. He could probably play a decent amount of minutes and mentor some of those players who are up and coming in Chicago. And, you know, from the Blackhawks' perspective, it gets them to the cap floor. It does not disrupt their salary cap situation long-term because there's only one more year left on Bailey's contract. If they like him, if he plays well, if they feel he is the leader they need, they can always sign him to another year or two years at a more reasonable salary and keep Bales around. And, and believe me, I want to see Josh Bailey do well. Just because he doesn't really seem like a good fit on the Islanders going forward, I still respect Josh Bailey. He's always been a good guy. He's always been a good Islander. And I'd like, if he wants to keep playing, I would love for him to find a place to do that. But even more, to save the Islanders the full $5 million. You, you want that puck-moving defenseman? You want to add Pierre Engvall, keep him, bring him back for another year? You want to try to get a, a goal scorer, a top six forward? You're not doing any of those things. And signing Ilya Sorokin. We've talked, every day, as you know, we've talked about the cap crunch that the Islanders are in. So, yeah, you could save... million on your cap. And buy out Josh Bailey. Or you can trade him to the Chicago Blackhawks or the Arizona Coyotes. Give him a chance to lead and mentor and save the full $5 million. And I'll, I'll say it this way. I know this team doesn't have a lot of draft picks. I know, you know, we don't have a first this year. We don't have a third this year. But if it means being able to get a quality player who's going to help this team with the speed and the youth and the puck-moving defenseman and the offensive forward, it is a good investment with regard to getting Josh Bailey to a team that would fully appreciate him. And, you know, we've talked about Lou Lamorello and some of the problems he's had in a salary cap world. 
where he has overvalued some of his players and signed too many players with similar roles and given long-term deals to bottom six forwards. So, look, everydayers, you know the litany of things that Lou Lamorello has done. But it's a win-win-win if Josh Bailey can be traded to Arizona or Chicago. It's a win for the Blackhawks or the Coyotes because they get leadership and experience and they get help reaching the cap floor. It's a win for Josh Bailey because he would get a chance to continue his NHL career, play every day, and have more of a defined role heading into next season. And it's a win for the Islanders because they can treat Josh Bailey with respect, clear up cap space, and hopefully use that cap money to improve the team in the areas they need to improve it. And let's hope that if it is Lou Lamorello, and again, we're still waiting as to when Lou and Lane Lambert will address the media, could happen today, any day now, but so far we don't know. But whoever's the GM of this team, and all indications are it is going to be Lou Lamorello, we have to hope that he can make a move like this that would benefit the Islanders, benefit the player, and benefit the team that they send him to in order to improve this team going forward. And uh, that is, in a nutshell, the job of a GM, to keep making your team better. And hopefully it's something that Lou Lamorello can do. All right, we've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll look at Semyon Varlamov, his season, what he did well, what he didn't do well, what, uh, you know, did he meet expectations and what his future with the Islanders looks like. We've got all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Attention, active individuals. Are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your active wear? Introducing Bird Dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. Picture this, premium shorts designed for maximum performance combined with unparalleled comfort. Bird Dogs are here to revolutionize your workout routine. With their unique built-in liner, these shorts offer ultimate support and flexibility, ensuring you stay comfortable even during the most intense workouts. And here's the best part. Bird Dogs are more than just workout gear. They're versatile enough to take with you from the gym to the street without skipping a beat. Designed with pockets that actually work, Bird Dogs give you ample space to store your essentials while you're on the move. Bird Dogs are made with premium breathable fabric that keeps you cool and dry throughout your activities. They're perfect for trails, the gym, or simply lounging around. They are the shorts you've been searching for. Order your pair of Bird Dogs today and join thousands of satisfied customers who have made the switch. I wore a pair today. They are so comfortable. Visit birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. Enter the promo code LockedOnNHL and you'll get a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with any order. Bird Dogs, where style meets comfort and performance meets perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential. So, Sammy and Varlamov. Not a, you know, not a bad season. Uh, Varley finishes with an 11-9-2 uh, record. 
a 9-13 save percentage, a 2.70 goals against average, and two shutouts. Started 22 games, played in 23. And the thing about Varlamov, he's still a solid goaltender right now in the National Hockey League. He's 35 years old. He'll turn 36 at the end of April of next year. So just turn 35. And yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent right now. Varlamov has been with the Islanders now for the last four seasons. And he spent two of those years as the starter. One year kind of splitting things more or less with Sorokin, although Sorokin emerged as the starter by the end of the year. And then this year, he is the unquestioned backup. He does serve as a mentor for Ilya Sorokin. I think having a fellow Russian goaltender who's experienced and who is almost like a father figure has helped Sorokin both on and off the ice. And I'll tell you this, even at 35, I feel very comfortable that if Ilya Sorokin went down and was out, let's say, a week, two weeks, and you needed Varlamov to step up and be the starter, whether it's for a week, two weeks, you know, starting five out of six or five out of seven games, I am very comfortable he could step in and do that for the New York Islanders and, you know, really be uh, helpful in that regard. And again, I think he really helps Sorokin as well. He did have, you know, two shutouts. Both of those games were games where the team, you know, limited chances. But, you know, to me, maybe uh, his best game this year was probably January 28th against Vegas, where he made 45 saves in uh, facing 46 shots, and the Islanders beat Vegas 2-1, to one, a game they were thoroughly outplayed in, and yet were able to emerge victorious. Every once in a while, yeah, you know, Varley is going to have a clunker, uh, but he's also capable of playing once a week or, you know, once or twice every seven games and still staying sharp. And I think that helps the Islanders as well. If you re-sign Varlamov, I think it's a smart move. This team does not have an NHL-ready goalie in their farm system right now. Jakob Skarik was uh, had a bit of a disappointing year in the AHL, finished stronger than he started, but definitely doesn't look like he's ready to be a quality NHL backup at this point. And there's nobody else close to NHL ready. So, you know, to me, the benefits of signing Varlamov to a contract worth two, maybe two and a half million dollars for one or two years outweigh the negatives. I would bring him back. He doesn't look like somebody who is really, you know, slowing down or, or playing poorly with any kind of, you know, consistency. He still looks like he can get the job done. And, you know, the fact that he's willing to come back as a backup, he's a plus in the locker room, he can step in if you need him to, he gives Sorokin some good guidance and makes him more comfortable having a fellow Russian goalie, all of those, to me, 
means if it's not going to break the bank, and I don't think it will because Varley understands where he's at at this point in his career, it makes sense to bring back Semyon Varlamov. So hopefully that is something the Islanders can and will do, and it is something we will keep an eye on throughout the offseason. All right, time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, we're going back now to Monday. Monday was the 77th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Jim Mayer, another original Islander, played 49 games for the Isles in their inaugural season of 72-73. Two goals, 13 points, 41 penalty minutes. Then was dealt to the Vancouver Canucks, uh, where he played before the Islanders. He played a few games, and I literally mean... Uh, four with the Philadelphia Flyers. Here was a guy who would have spent his entire career in the minors, played for the John Ta- Johnstown Jets, the team that made Slapshot famous. Um, you know, the, the team that the Chiefs were based on, basically. Uh, the Johnstown Jets played for them in the old Eastern Hockey League, and if you're old enough to remember the Long Island Ducks, one of the teams they played was the Johnstown Jets. So Mayer was that, you know, kind of a minor league guy who, because of expansion, got a chance. 5'9", 198 pounds, not very big. His best game as an Islander, easy. November 1st, 1972, at what was then the new barn, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders welcome in the California Golden Seals, the Seals go with, well, the Islanders have Jerry Desjardins in goals. Jill Malash is the goalie for the Seals. Sorry, this game was actually in Oakland. Uh, got that backwards. But for the Islanders, Jim Mayer, a goal and an assist. So he had two points. He was a plus two, add four penalty minutes, and he had three shots on goal. Islanders beat the Seals six to two. And Germain Gagnon in this game got the first hat trick in Islanders history. So a memorable game, and Jim Mayer was a big part of it back on November 1st, 1972. Jim Mayer is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All right, we will be back tomorrow. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. We'll talk about Matt Martin. Had a career year. We'll talk about that, what he did well, what he needs to improve, and what his prospects are for returning next year. We'll have that and hopefully an update on the Lou and Lane situation. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And, of course, let's go Islanders.